Hey you there, listening to this podcast instead of doing some work. Are you sure you've done enough to earn this break that you're taking? Trick question actually, you don't need to earn breaks. Gather round and I'll explain why. You're listening to The Academic Imperfectionist. I'm Dr Rebecca Roach. I'm a coach and a philosopher at the University of London and week by week I'll be drawing on philosophical analysis and coaching insights to help you dump perfectionism and flourish on your own terms. Hi again, welcome back to Perfectionist Rehab. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt really exhausted but thought to yourself, I can't have a rest, I haven't got enough done today? Or have you ever told yourself when you're feeling ready to collapse that you can't possibly feel exhausted? You haven't done anything all day. In fact, you haven't done anything for the past week. You should feel relaxed. These are things that I constantly hear from my clients and they're also things that I've heard from myself too. And these ideas are based, I think, on quite a dangerous idea that rests and breaks are things that you need to earn. They're things that you're only entitled to after you've produced enough or after you've worked hard enough. They're not things that you're allowed to take if you've spent the whole day achieving nothing. Now, this idea is completely ridiculous. Whether you need a break, you know, to take time to recharge and recuperate and restore your energy levels, that need doesn't care about how much you've produced. It's certainly true that sometimes if you've had a really busy week, then yes, you're probably going to need a break at the end of it. But actually, sometimes we need a break even after we've done absolutely nothing. And that's because doing nothing is not necessarily relaxing. I mean, sure, it's relaxing if you tell yourself at the beginning of the week, I'm going to take the week off. I'm going to release myself from all my obligations. I'm going to switch off my phone. I'm not going to check my emails. And I'm just going to do things that restore and replenish me. If that's what you do, then probably by the end of a week of doing nothing, you will feel rested and restored. But that's not always how our weeks of achieving nothing look. Sometimes we set out to do all sorts of things, but don't manage to do them. And the result might be that by the end of the week, you've got nothing to show for the hours you spent in front of your laptop or in the office or all those phone calls and meetings, but you still feel exhausted. And the reason there is that although you might not have achieved as much as you had wanted to, the time that you spent not achieving anything has not been quality, relaxing, restorative time. It's been time in which you've been really stressed because the chances are if you started out your week intending to do things that you didn't manage to do, you're going to end up feeling guilty and anxious and kind of just low level stressed about it. And that is exhausting. At the end of that sort of week of doing nothing, then you are going to be in need of a break. But perhaps when you reach the end of that sort of week, you tell yourself that you're not entitled to a break. You have to carry on. You have to achieve all those things that you set out to achieve before you allow yourself to rest and relax. And that's a mistake. For one thing, you're not going to be able to work efficiently if you're not rested. And more importantly, it's just not very kind to yourself. Now, as I said, this is something that I've struggled with. And one thing that I find it helpful to remember is that Rest is a physiological need. Your body needs rest. All animals rest. And animals rest even if they haven't done what they intended to do. You know, after a busy day's hunting, after which the lion doesn't manage to catch any prey at all, 
they're still going to be in need of a rest. You don't find lions saying to themselves, well, I didn't catch any gazelles today, so I'm not going to rest until I've done that. And actually, the same is true for you. This refusal to take breaks until we feel that we've earned them actually leads to a bit of a vicious circle. Because the chances are, if we've spent the past day or the past week or however long not achieving what we set out to achieve, there's going to be a reason for that. And despite what we love to tell ourselves, that reason doesn't always have to do with our being worthless or lazy or just inherently awful and undeserving. That might be what your inner critic wants to say, but actually our eagerness to feel bad about ourselves stops us seeing what's in front of us. That you can't just carry on. That if you've had an unproductive week, then we need to stop and think about why that is and think about it in a kind of dispassionate, unemotional way. How have we felt when we've tried to sit down to work? What does our body feel like? Do we have any tension? What's our head feel like? What thoughts are we having? Do we feel relaxed and focused or is our mind crowded with all sorts of things? And if so, what? If you're not producing what you want to be producing, then take a rest because it might be that the reason you can't work efficiently is because you're exhausted. And if you're exhausted, then just trying to plough on until you've achieved what you want to achieve is a little bit like trying to use a phone whose battery needs charging. When our phones need charging, we know that the best thing to do is just to plug them into the wall and leave them for a few hours until the battery is recharged. If we try to use them too soon, if you're trying to check your emails and make calls while the phone is plugged in and charging, then that can often be a pretty frustrating experience. It just takes longer to recharge. And the same is true for you. Unless you rest properly, you're not going to be able to do what you want to do. And that means that you just need a rest when you need a rest. Taking a break has nothing to do with what you've achieved and whether you deserve one. I mean, just take that whole idea of dessert out of this equation. Now, one possible problem here, one reason why you're probably not taking enough rests is that your inner critic is running the show. Your inner critic is telling you that you're not allowed to take breaks until you've done certain things. What the inner critic refuses to recognise is that without taking a break, you're not going to be able to do those things. You're certainly not going to be able to do them as easily and efficiently as you'd be after a break. Now, perhaps you don't believe me when I say that. Perhaps you refuse to believe that your inner critic is irrational or that it's not a direct link to the truth. Now, you don't have to take my word for this. If you want to see what your inner critic is like, spend a couple of weeks journaling your feelings Every time you have a negative thought about yourself, write it down. This is a really useful exercise. It's something that I've done myself. For one thing, just the act of writing down these negative thoughts that we have about ourselves can be useful in taking away some of their power to affect us. It's a bit like when you're a child and you're in bed and the lights are out and you're frightened of monsters lurking in the dark corners of your room. And so you turn the light on and you feel a lot better because you can see what's in the corner and it's nothing particularly scary. Something similar happens when we write down the negative thoughts that we have about ourselves. Just getting them down on paper shines a light on them and reveals them to be ridiculously negative, sometimes contradictory, and certainly not the sort of thing that we would put up with if it was somebody else saying these things to us rather than just us saying these things to ourselves. And so getting our negative thoughts down on paper helps us see that these are not thoughts worth listening to. This was an experience I had myself recently. I was journaling the feelings that I had when I was sitting down trying to write because I have a lot of anxieties around writing. At one point, I wrote down the thought, I'm not writing fast enough. I need to speed up. I'm going way too slow. Everybody else is writing faster than me. 
And then about 30 seconds later, I had the thought, I'm going too fast. I'm being careless. If I don't slow down and think more carefully, I'm going to make lots of careless mistakes and everybody's going to laugh at me. These are both super common thoughts that I have routinely about myself when I'm trying to write. But if I hadn't been writing them down, I wouldn't have noticed how contradictory they are. I've been simultaneously telling myself to speed up and slow down. And once I had those thoughts down in front of me and I could look over them, they lost a lot of their punch. It was a lot easier to think, why would I listen to these things I'm telling myself? They're ridiculous. So there's a useful exercise to take some of the wind out of your inner critic's sails. And another thing I want to suggest that you do, another hack really, is when you tell yourself that you don't deserve a break because you haven't produced enough, imagine that you are your own employee. So rather than telling yourself that you don't deserve a break because you haven't done enough, imagine if you were an employer telling an employee that they hadn't done enough to deserve a break. And especially in a case where that employee feels exhausted despite not having produced what they hoped to produce. When I mention this idea to clients who are always pushing themselves really hard, the reaction has invariably been, well, of course I wouldn't treat an employee like that. I would tell them to take a break if they needed to restore their energy levels. And it would be inhumane to force them to continue and produce until they were allowed to take a break because the chances are that the fact they haven't been producing as much as they wanted to produce is a sign that they do need a break. It's much easier to separate out the idea of taking a break from the idea of deserving a break when we think about other people's needs rather than our own needs. And part of that is probably because when we think about other people's needs and other people's productivity, we don't have the same sense of guilt and shame that we have about our own needs and productivity when we're frustrated and disappointed with the amount of stuff that we've done. And so I want to suggest to you that if when you're feeling exhausted, when you're feeling like your mind is foggy, you're having difficulty performing the sort of tasks that in the past you've managed to perform without a problem. If you were managing an employee who felt that way and you would have no problem telling them to take a break, then you need to get used to the idea that there's no problem with telling yourself to take a break in that situation. Once you've got your head around that, congratulations, you've reached level one. Now, level two is to take regular breaks before you get to that stage. If you get to the stage where you are unable to perform certain tasks that you have been able to perform with no problem in the past, then a break is long overdue. And it's a good idea to work on preventing this sort of situation from arising. And to do that, you need to factor in regular breaks, not just when you think you deserve them, because your need for a break has nothing to do with what you deserve, but because you have a physiological need for rest. If you're exhausted, it's just a fact that you need rests regularly. And you can't argue with that. That's just how it is. Arguing with that would be a bit like noticing your phone battery has run down much faster than you expected, an experience we've all had from time to time, and just kind of refusing to acknowledge that the battery is really depleted, saying, well, it can't be this run down. I've hardly done anything with it, so I'm not going to plug it into recharge. That would just be ridiculous. And it's just as ridiculous when it's you who needs recharging. Another thing that I want to say here is that it's possible to be exhausted and stressed without actually feeling exhausted and stressed. Chronic exhaustion and chronic stress don't always feel the way that we expect them to feel. 
Often we don't have an identifiable sensation of stress or exhaustion. It affects us in other ways, indirectly. Things like reduced cognitive capacity, like not being able to focus or remember the way that you normally can. Constant tiredness that doesn't seem to respond to the amount of sleep that you have. And sometimes physical symptoms. And since many of us are operating in a state where we're constantly pushing ourselves, constantly working to deadlines, constantly telling ourselves that we're not doing enough, Many of us are in this kind of chronic state of stress and exhaustion. But if at any point we were just to stop and reflect on how we feel and ask ourselves, do I feel stressed right now? Then often the answer is no. I've done this myself. When I was in the depths of an abusive relationship, I would sometimes stop and ask myself if I felt stressed right now, right at this moment. And the answer was usually no, because I just didn't have the sort of feelings I would have expected to have if I were feeling stressed and exhausted. Looking back, it's bizarre that I ever thought in that way because at that time I was having panic attacks. I was having out-of-body experiences when I tried to get to sleep, which is something that I only ever experienced at really times of great difficulty. And when I look back on that period of my life now, my memory is really sketchy. I can't remember a lot of the stuff that happened. So it is really bizarre to me that I could ever have thought that I wasn't stressed. And the same's probably true for you. You might not be in such a dramatic situation as being stuck in an abusive relationship, but the chances are that if you are constantly feeling like you're not quite doing enough, constantly feeling like you don't deserve a rest and maybe unable to switch off, if that's the way you feel, then probably you are experiencing chronic stress and it's time to put your feet up and take a break. Now, what taking a break looks like, what self-care looks like for you might be something that you have to go and discover. A lot of the time, we've just kind of lost touch with the sorts of things, the sorts of activities that relax and restore us. This is something I'm going to talk about in a future episode. But just as a quick exercise, one thing you could do is try and think back to the last time that you felt truly relaxed and consider what was going on in your life at the time. What were you doing? What sort of thoughts were you having? How were you feeling in your body? And so on. Now, you might find that you have to think back quite some way to come up with a time when you felt truly relaxed. If it makes you feel any better, in my own case, until fairly recently, the last time I felt truly, truly rested and relaxed was in 2008. And maybe not coincidentally, it was a time when I didn't have a smartphone and I was in a place where I couldn't get online. Make of that what you will. What I'd like you to do at some point today, for however long you can spare, might be 10 minutes, 20 minutes, maybe a few hours or a whole day if you can manage it, is if anything I've said in this episode resonates with you, take that time to do nothing. If you can't think of exactly what to do, if not work, then don't worry. As a first step, just take that time off from thinking any thoughts that begin, I should. So that means taking however long it is, doing whatever you like, but without telling yourself that you should be doing something else instead or that you should be doing more. You need rest and recharging, regardless of how pleased you are with what you've been producing. Go and plug your emotional USB cable into the wall, make a cup of tea, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr Rebecca Roach, and you've been listening to The Academic Imperfectionist. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast app you like to use. 
For more information and updates about the podcast, my coaching, or just to get in touch and say hi, please visit the website at academicimperfectionist.com. Follow me on Twitter at Academic Imp or on Facebook at Academic Imperfectionist. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Oh.